Sustainable sobriety is here. You can create predictable and consistent results in your alcohol-free journey without abstaining from alcohol the entire time. I always say that taking your last sip of alcohol isn't necessarily always the first step for success. You want to eliminate your desire for alcohol, not just simply not drink. Keep the needle moving forward in your journey, in your transformation, no matter if you do drink or you don't drink. The trap of stopping and starting in moderation is really what always keeps you stuck, but you can embrace an opportunity to move forward without the burden of counting days, and it is all available to you in the Sustainable Sobriety course on my website. Follow the link. I will see you there and I will walk you through step by step. This is the most affordable and efficient way to get from where you are to where you want to go, where the desire to drink truly is a thing of the past. I will see you there. Do you ever feel like you're outgrowing alcohol, that you are longing for a deeper connection to life? If alcohol is keeping you playing small and feels like the one area you just can't figure out, you are in the right place. Hi, my name is Mary Wagstaff. I'm a holistic alcohol coach who ended a 20-year relationship to alcohol without labels, counting days, or ever making excuses. Now I help powerful women just like you eliminate their desire to drink on their own terms. In this podcast, we will explore the revolutionary approach of my proven five shifts process that gets alcohol out of your way by breaking all of the rules and the profound experience that it is to rediscover who you are on the other side of alcohol. I am so thrilled to be your guide. Welcome to your journey of awakening. Welcome back to the show, my beautiful listeners. Thank you so much for being here for another episode. If you're new to the show, welcome. You are in the right place. And today we have a very, very special guest, I think one of only three men that we've ever had on the show. So I'm very excited to bring in some masculine energy um, to this conversation because I think it really helps balance out all of my uh, talking about cycles and rhythms and nature and to kind of see it from a perspective. Um, So I wanted to welcome to the show, Liam Brown. Welcome. Thank you for having me, Mary. I'm excited to have a chat. <laughs> Liam, I would just love for you to to tell people about who you are and what you're up to in the world. So, uh, well, always up to lots of magnificence. Um, and uh, but it's been it's been a massive process to get to where I am now. Like I've been super happy for quite a long time now. And this happiness, abundance, and everything that I'm doing is just constantly expanding and upgrading all the time now. But I think predominantly what I am in a nutshell is a yoga teacher. Um, and that isn't, I'm making people stretch and we're doing, you know, asana practice, which is a misconception of what a yoga teacher is. A yoga teacher, you know, might never teach an actual asana yoga class. It could be a yoga teacher is anybody who propels you or propels the student towards self-realization and enlightenment. So it's propelling that human being towards a better version of themselves, a better existence, a deeper connection with the creator, with universal consciousness, 
with all these magical divine practices, shamanic practices that we incorporate. And, you know, that is predominantly what I am. I know when I say a yoga teacher, it dilutes what I do. But the essence of if you really know the meaning of the word yoga and what a yoga teacher is and the path to yoga, uh, that is what I am. So and within within that sphere, like I do teach a little bit of asana practice, not as much as I used to. But within that sphere of me being a yoga teacher, the biggest gift I have or the biggest tool that I have is a cacao, is cacao ceremonies. That's where I feel I get the I propel people quickest. I get the biggest shift in people and um, and and the yoga retreats that we do, which incorporate cacao ceremonies, which incorporate cold water therapy, which incorporate breath work, which incorporate jiva mukti yoga, asana practice, um, kirtan mantra, sound healing journeys, all, all, all the amazing things. So it was like the cacao ceremonies have this really big impact on people. The yoga retreats have this huge impact on people and then we were like well um because we were like well can we like uh could we have a bigger impact on more amount you know a larger amount of people by doing a festival and the actual so there's two separate things we've got full power cacao which is mine i created that i've been working with cacao for over 10 years and then stone cold sober which is where i put on the yoga retreats and the yoga festivals is with my business partner, Joanna Barnes. And basically during the whole COVID thing, um, I get I kept getting booked for things to do yoga raves or yoga things at festivals, at events. And then they kept getting pulled. And then I was going to a lot of sacred sites for ceremonies during the solstices. And I was basically holding the space for a lot of these events and then there was people drinking there people disrespecting people not knowing why they were at these sacred sites so i was kind of a bit frustrated about the desecration of these beautiful sites and just was like you know what let's make our own festival let's make it on the summer solstice let's create our own sacred site because we can bring the light in if we create enough love enough joy enough openness we clear enough people on a vast scale that we can create a utopian divine connection and a vortice and a, you know a sacred energy space so we can really really receive all that highest amount of vibrational light that exists and we did the first one last year and on the third day which was the i think the day before the solstice everyone was just lit up it was like people were like this is like utopia and i was like yeah this is how we should be living like every day should be like this. This is, you know, if we did this every day, this is how it would be. Um, and that's my bigger goal is to create yogic, sustainable, vegan, sober, off-grid communities. That, you know, that's that's my dream with the the uh with what full power cacao will create, um, what Stone Cold Sober will create. Um that's that's the big the bigger mission, really, is to be able to give people that utopia, which is our birthright really we should be living as free divine sovereign beings eating high vibrational food high vibrational chat high vibrational music dancing um and that and that's the mission really
Sounds a little bit about me. Yeah, yeah. So my audience totally knows now why you're on the show because I'm always like talking about all these things that I'm doing. And I love, I I get it. When you say I'm a yoga teacher and I propel people forward to self-realization and enlightenment, because that's that's my background too, is where I started my journey, you know, 22 years ago, 20 something years ago, 24 years ago now through the lens of yoga and everything that you're saying, I so resonate with, right? Like Mm. we get to move when we move beyond the asana, which is like, we're taking seat, right? Asana is like a seat. Mm -hmm. We're taking those seats in all of these other expressions. Um, And, and yeah, what a journey. And I, I think it's just so cool that you saw that, um, that distortion of being in these sacred ceremonies. And I've had this experience myself where I'm like, please get at this point, I'm like, you know, get your alcohol out of my yoga class, please. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, where you were seeing that this, the, the, the way people were showing up to certain things was really hindering the vibration and the frequency of, mm-hmm. of amplifying, you know, the power of mm-hmm. high holy days sacred sites communing right because when we're when we're interfering with um with our our frequency especially through the lens of alcohol and substance use um we can't connect we'd be we lose our access to being a channel um yeah what's present and potent for us and then everything else that you named is also an opportunity to align in a more um holistic way, right? Through sound frequency, through breath, through cacao in a way that doesn't dis- dissociate us, but actually brings us more closer to embodiment. Yeah. And that's, and that's where I feel like a lot of the sort of hippie spiritual community lets itself down by getting in an altered state, getting off the faces. Um, Cause ultimately it's um, you know, the, the plant medicines and things, they, I really feel they have a space within that world but it's something where it's it's sacred it's out of the way it's not in the public realm it's deep inner work um whereas like when you're at sacred spaces it's like that sloppy hippie mentality of like you know we're classy good smelling abundant powerful hippies do you know what i mean like but that's what we are that's my crew that's that's what we're all about and it's like you know, we can we can smell great and still be good for the planet and for for sustainability for the environment for our own personal selves. You know what I mean? We can have a lot of money. That's that's all fine. That's just an energy, you know. And that's that's one energy that I've really delved into the last three years that was really out of balance for me. And then once you realise it, you're like, oh shit! It was just a, just an energy. I could have done that 25 years ago, but it's fun figuring it out and figuring all these things out and and committing to prayer and asking those different things to to come through do you know what i mean and but not people get frustrated people do prayers manifestations and they want like instant gratification obviously with the energies at the moment things are speeding up but for me it's like even with publishing the book it was like right the book's published I'll let the book become what it needs to become now like i'll you know i do bits with it and stuff but just allow it to go out there and let it grow, let things grow organically rather than like overfeeding them, overwatering them. And right. it's like sometimes that messes messes the process up. 
Well, and the way you're putting yourself out into the world is your own is marketing in and of itself, right? People are going to learn about you. So maybe we can transition to talk about the book a little bit first, because I know the book is, is a lot about your background and how, you know, your journey and how you came to this work. So why don't you tell us what the book is and what it's about? So the book is called Dealer to Healer, A Modern Tale of a Fucked Up Male. And um, <laughs> I love it. It's, it's basically I I went um, to Guatemala for the end of the Mayan calendar in 2012 after um, having a bit of a spiritual awakening via being arrested with a lot of ecstasy on me, then starting the 12-step program illegitimately in a way because I wasn't really an addict I was going to the 12-step program at the time um to cover myself when I went to court um but by going to those meetings that was like a massive spiritual awakening for me in a way it was the it was the foundation and the start of massive changes within my life where I was just looking at things differently I was using the cognitive behavioral process of the 12 steps to and just experimenting with it quite scientifically in a way just to go well if I do this is it making me better and then okay if I stop doing this are things getting worse yeah on both cases they were um so the book is intertwined with my uh pilgrimage to Guatemala for the end of the Mayan calendar going to New Mexico to build earthships um um climaxing in me going to drink ayahuasca which i thought was gonna save me and give me a purpose in life in peru um but the whole journey which was in 2012 and into 2013 um is kind of like a chronological diary of the this travel journey journal of going of all the things that happened and some of them were super trippy like people say did that really happen i was like oh well it's yeah why would i write it i'm not writing and it's not it's not a fiction it's right. non-fiction, do you know what I mean? So it's like uh, some people, you know, don't believe it and that's their prerogative. It's like, that's what happened. That's exactly what happened. I just wrote down what happened. Was I on uh, uh, mind-altering substances? No, <laughs> not at all. I was like, you know, my whole life growing up, I was like, oh, if I ever go to Colombia, I'll do cocaine. It'll be the best cocaine ever. But then when I went there, it was like, I was totally on this sobriety tip. It was like, wasn't even interested in touching anything it was like my body wanted to be pure everything wanted to be pure I was kind of lost depressed suicidal for a lot of years running up to that still quite a bit during that process Um, and then what I got when I came back and was telling people about a lot of my stories from when I was traveling they were like you need to write a book I was like I can't write a book I got like a d in English (laughs) who am I to write a book I can't even spell I'm dyslexic and then a few people said it. And then a couple of synchronicities like kicked in and Carl Jung was getting on my case um, about the synchronicities. And then um, I just surrendered to it and started started writing. And then at the time, I was quite into like James Frey's A Million Little Pieces. And um, he had another book called My Friend Leonard. And then a, a writer called Erwin D. Yalm, who wrote The Schopenhauer Cure and When Nietzsche Wept. Um, and they were quite uh, big, impactful books on me. And I kind of like was influenced to write, and then it all, all kind of came together. So then I kind of, within that book, that travel journal almost, um, I started writing 
um, bits of my life that kind of correlated with that part of that journey and part of that healing process. So like, you know, domestic violence, um, womanizing, drugs, sex, football, um, acting, being an actor, the insecurities of everything of just, you know, not wanting, you know, that pressure of society, like you're this age, you should have this, 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 and this. And I never had any of the things that I was supposed to have officially at those ages. So, um, it was also like a really cathartic process writing, writing the book really. And, um, whilst I was writing the book, I ended up making an album as well as in a, I was in a band and we ended up making an album, which was kind of like a soundtrack to the, um, to the book. So there was this massive, just plethora of creativity going on for me at that time where I just couldn't stop writing, couldn't stop writing songs, couldn't stop writing poems. And I don't, uh, at the moment, hopefully it'll come back in at some point but i've not written or wrote a poem or a song for for quite a while now you weren't really looking to get sober then no i was looking to get i was looking to get to not be suicidal okay um but once i started going to the 12-step program um and i'd because my mum was sober but not through any program she just never drank. She said when, she, you know, she, um, I think from maybe like before she gave birth to me, so like from 28, so I never saw my mum drink. So then from living in London and, you know, clubbing, drug taking, drug dealing, drinking, you know, being brought up in that culture. Um, but there was always this thing. I was like, I don't want to drink. Drinking, I actually preferred doing drugs than I did drinking. And it was trying to stop the, stop the drinking a little bit and then when that thing happened it was like right now i need to clear my act up and also my mum had died a couple of years previously and it was it was almost it was like there was this thing that i was going to be a non-drinker it just i just knew it it was like that's going to happen at some point i'm not going to drink because it didn't make me feel good um and I was, I was like drink till blackout kind of thing growing up. That was the British culture is you go on Friday night as a lad, you get really drunk and that's what you do all weekend. Um, and, and life revolved around the pub when I was a kid. Um, so it wasn't that I was trying to get sober at the time. It was that I was trying to get, I was trying to find happiness. I was trying to find a purpose in life again because I wanted to kill myself. I think so much, I think so much drug use and all of the things you were talking about when we're looking outside of ourselves, sex, drugs, rock and roll, mm-hmm. right? Whatever it is, is is a spiritual deficit, is is looking to mm-hmm. fill a void. Yeah. And I think yeah, I think with uh <sighs> Yeah, when people are trying to trying to get to that kind of letting letting go. So when you were talking then, it was like Ishvara Pranidanavar is when I give my life and identity to God, I receive the identity of God. So it's basically right. like when I surrender, uh, I get power. Right. Pretty much. People say to me when they come to my ceremonies, I'm joining a cult. Uh, is this a cult? And I'm like, yeah, but it's better than the one you're in. <laughs> Because the one you're in's really shit for your health, your body, that. your mind. It's been fucking you up. The reason you're here with me right now is because of the cult that you're in. A hundred percent. And everything's a cult, a culture, a little bit of, you know what I mean? It's like, it just right. has a negative connotation to that word cult. Yeah, where the word cult, when you look back at it, is actually a occult. 
occult powers are super powerful things which have been used negatively, but they can also be used positively, like blessing our food, like blessing moments, like being having gratitude is, is an occult power. You know what I mean? And these are positive occult powers and people just, it gets fucked about with by the mass, by the people who control the world sort of thing. Oh it's God. like schools, schools with crosses through it. We think it's bad where schools are very positive symbolism. And that's what's important about uh, celebrating the solstices, like at the festival or, you know, the, yes. the, the equinoxes, you know, that, that, that's, you know, Christmas and a lot of these other dates, Someone just made them up at some point, you know. <laughs> Somebody just made them up. Whereas, like the sources in the equinox, maybe the creator made them up or created them, but they're like a fixed thing that is there, and you can't move it one way or the other. You can't choose to say, "Actually, we're going to have this the day after." It is specific, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's in alignment with this. Yeah, it's in alignment with the celestial rhythms and in, in the earth and the sun. Mm. Well, no, we were, I was just talking about this, how, um, basically like when, and I've, I've talked about this on the show. It's like when Christianity, you know, kind of came in, they saw where people were already celebrating and they were like, basically like, you're just doing it wrong. You're celebrating to the wrong thing. Right. Yeah. Uh, because there was already people celebrating during these times of year. So if you look at the, mm. calendar, you see that Christmas really overlaps with the winter solstice and yeah. Easter overlaps with the spring equinox. And so on and so forth. And we could look at it kind of all around the year. Um, you're cel you're celebrating the wrong god, the wrong goddess, right? It's actually um I would love to talk a little bit about full powered cacao and how cacao came into your sphere. Obviously, it was like part of your spiritual journey in your book. And yes. what is that doing for people? I work with cacao as a medicine, as a connection. Yeah you know, a heart connector, um, and, 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 and personally, but also with community, I think it's so powerful. I just had a cacao ceremony this weekend. We celebrated Beltane here, um, on oh, cool. and it was really beautiful. Yeah. And, yeah. So tell us about full powered cacao. We did a little ceremony for Beltane. It was beautiful. Um, so full power cacao, um, has just been like 10 years worth of, uh, uh, work or learning but i met the cacao shaman keith in a, um in guatemala in 2012 and went to quite a few of his i met this guy uh, you know i was i was over there trying to find happiness to you know find a purpose in life and um a lot of people now when i tell this story they, they think oh you met keith and you found your purpose and it was not a case of that at all i met keith i learned about cacao i learned i saw what he did with it which was totally crazy for me because I just never knew what cacao was. I'd eat chocolate my whole life. It was another one of them things where it's like, oh man, like, you know, I was over that side of the world for ayahuasca. I was like, what, what's chocolate going to do for me? You know? Right. I, uh, but then um, when you then uncover the truth of it and how it was used indigenously, the power of it, seeing how it operates within ceremony, how people shift, how people open up, how emotions and traumas come up for people. It was like, wow, this is like something else. Not as in, you know, it's not as crazy and as intense and out there as ayahuasca ceremony, but it can be as deep and as meaningful. And in some ways, for some people, it can be better. You know, it all depends where you're at on your journey. Um, people can get to those sort of super, super 
um, other dimensional states within a cacao ceremony because monks can get the get that to that state every day. It's like, oh, you know, you tell them about an ayahuasca journey. It's like, oh yeah, I I can go there, right? Just yeah. by sitting and being still because it's that those those pathways within our brains are always there. These plant medicines are just opening them up, like cacao is opening up to our heart, opening us up to our connection to nature. When cacao's purpose is to get everybody living their life purpose when everybody's living their life purpose everybody's filled with fun laughter happiness and joy yeah and when you're filled with that you are not going to go and want to cut a tree down you're not going to want to go and make a mess of nature and these plant medicines are coming out because humans are and it's like yo the plants are like whoa like we live here as well Actually, yeah, we don't move about on two feet, but we're we're as intelligent as you. We've got more chromosomes than you. We're actually more conscious in a lot of ways than you because we're connected to a vast network through the mycelium under the ground. And these plant medicines come out when there's a disconnect and they're trying to bring us all back into harmony and make us realize that we are part of that oneness and of nature. So, yeah, so from meeting Keith in 2012, um, I basically just always had cacao with me then. And I was, you know, I'd, I wasn't necessarily thinking I was educating people, but I'd tell people about it. I'd do a little cacao ceremony. I'd sit with someone, drink a cacao, meditate, do yoga, whatever. And it became part of, part of what I did. And obviously when I was back in England, I was educating people. Um, and I'd sit and do mini little ceremonies. I then started doing like DMT ceremonies and, was kind of going more into that kind of shamanic side of stuff. Um, then I became a yoga teacher. Then I was incorporating cacao in some of yoga classes. Um, then, but I was still always doing little ceremonies, and they were always kind of changing and shifting. And I was becoming a you know a more um, a f- not efficient, uh, more connected healer. The more you practice, the more you cleanse yourself. The more cleaner you become. Your you know your healing capabilities increase um and then in when the lockdown happened i was like still like teaching yoga still doing stuff i was putting on cacao ceremonies in my garden and people were coming it was like you know people like you're not allowed to have people i was like well they can come if they want to come i'm doing a ceremony you know uh, you're going to be sat next to it somebody just letting them know and uh and then they just sold out. So it had gone from like, you know, I'd do a ceremony every now and again and I'd get a few people there to like having three people in my tent, four people, then boom, they sold out. Boom, sold out the next week. Uh, so then I go from one a month, I was going from two a month and then I did two weekends a month where I had two ceremonies on. And then I had to start getting a, a bigger place and it was like 20 people in one space and I was selling that out. And then it's then it just took off and people were coming and going, you need to teach people how to do this. I was like, what? I don't know what I'm doing. I just, I've not trained. They were like, no, you, like, you know, you've got the lineage with Keith. You've been doing it for nearly 10 years. And I was like, oh, I don't really know what I do. I just do what I do. I'd never really thought about it. Um, and then a friend of mine was like, right, okay, if you're going to teach, you, I need to come and see what you do and we'll put together something. And then he came and he went, actually, what you do is far more complicated than I thought it was. He said, but you do it all totally unconsciously. So he's, he said, what we're going to do is make, he said, you're, um, what did he say I was? 
Um, yeah, he said I was unconsciously competent. He said, what I want to do is make you consciously competent. So I'm going to come to your ceremonies, going to observe, and then we're going to have meetings and I'm going to pull all the wisdom out so we can get it on paper so mm-hmm. you can deliver a training course. So now I've been delivering the, uh, it was the Liam Brown cacao training. It's now classed, it's now called the, the full power cacao facilitator training because I'm looking further ahead in terms of in the future, me not need, needing to be there. And some of my other people that I've trained can, right. can do some of the trainings as well. Um, obviously at some point I won't be here. Um, so it means that that the, the full power movement then can, can start and during that time as well it was like I wanted to have my own cacao like a brand because I'd had problems getting Keith's cacao over from Guatemala for quite a while I was using a couple of other ceremonial grade cacaos and they were good but they weren't as good as Keith's and I was like right okay what am I going to find what's the what does cacao want me to find and uh, I kind of went through this process of testing cacaos from all over the world in ceremony with my healers, with everybody who came to my house. I was like, yo, try this, try this, try this, like blind testing everybody. And then, but I was adamant on getting Guatemalan cacao because that was where my lineage was from. And that's where I first kind of discovered it. And it's really um, within that Mayan culture and that that tradition. And uh, but I was just trying all these cacaos and this Venezuelan cacao just kept winning all my tests. Mm. And I, I eventually just had to let go and surrender that um, idealistic view of having Guatemalan cacao because this was the best cacao. So when it came to naming it, um, I've been saying full power for years. I always say full power. You know, at my yoga classes, at events, I'm like, full. I think I picked it up somewhere in India, like full power. Mm. Um in some ashram or something, you know, like some little Indian guy is talking to you. And then at the end, you can't understand the word at the end, he goes, full power. And you're like, full power. I love that. So it was just something I'd said for years. um, And then it was like, okay. And I said to my mate, I went, do you think I should call it full power cacao? And he went, well, seeing as though you say, say it nearly every other sentence, he said, I think it's probably what it's supposed to be called. Um, And then that was birthed. And we, we launched it in um, December 2021. Oh my gosh! Congratulations! I can't wait to try some. I know I've had Keith's cacao. Well, send me we'll post you some out. We'll post you a bag out. It's not okay, awesome. Yeah, yeah, I was just in Guatemala. I went to Keith's and I got some cacao. And we, did, I didn't get to sit in ceremony with him, but from from my understanding, and I just met a woman in Mexico who. She was in Edlegatitlan for many years, sitting in you know ceremony from back in long time ago and chanting to Maharaj and stuff. Yeah. She was saying, you know, Keith is with the expansion, like he was like, he's kind of been the person to get it out into the, into the world. She's like, there's kind of like a couple degrees of separation between all the ceremonies now and Keith. I mean that and Keith, Keith and Keith, like that was really how she saw it. Like, yeah, that's why I tell everybody Keith, Keith is the cacao guru. Right. It, it's him. If if there's anybody doing cacao ceremonies in the world, their lineage at some point would come back to Keith because he brought a lot of the lost knowledge back into the, you know, he's been doing it for 30 years. I've been doing it for 11 years. Um, and he, you know, slowly put, he's just pulled all that. He's very analytical, scientific. He retains a lot of academic information. He's got a background in um 
I think psychiatry, psychology. So he's quite a very intelligent academic person, whereas I'm a very like I'm more kind of manual uh doing experimental. Create, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Pure mental Piscean creative. Um whereas like I could like reading through a manual of something is like my worst nightmare. I'd rather like pour acid in my eyes, but <laughs> sometimes I have to do it. And when it became to launching full power cacao, I was like, right, I'm gonna have to know a few things more about cacao rather than just because I'm like, it works. Why do I need to know everything else about it? You know? Yeah. People go, Oh, but what's the studies and the proof that that happened to that woman? I went, Well, she was like this before. She came to a cacao ceremony, now she's like this. What do you want? What you want to put her in a room for three weeks and test her, which is in a total kind of foreign situation to not getting a good result or getting accurate data what can be more accurate than she felt like shit now she's amazing and smashing life do you know what i mean like i don't need any more than that (laughs) right i don't need to know what's in a bloodstream and what percentage of whatever's going on it's like it works man it's a firsthand embodied experience. And I think what that, you know, I, I think a lot of that just comes from us not growing up in a way, not us, but just in, in our modern culture, it's like, we're not encouraged to trust ourselves. We're not encouraged mm. to listen to our own firsthand experience. You're talking about cults and culture, right? Like, it's like, no, we have to um, refer externally, right? Instead of yeah. referring internally. and and, and, you know, so many people, I think around substance use and there ha- there's been like these boxes, even with changing alcohol or like that there has to now be a label of this or that or the other thing. And it's like, all you need to know is it doesn't have to be, you don't have to be rock bottom. It doesn't have to be any experience other than you don't like the results that you are getting. That's the only mm-hmm. thing you need to know. And it doesn't need to look like anything else, but I'm kind of like that. I'm very experiential, experimental and experiential where it's like, I want to know what it feels like in my body. And I don't really Mm. give a shit if anyone's written about it at all. Um, What I would love for you to talk just briefly about is telling our listeners what is cacao, because I think a lot of people, I've talked about it a little bit on the show, but um, a lot of people probably don't know what that is. So cacao is all chocolate basically comes from cacao um but cacao in its raw form is a superfood it's full of protein potassium uh magnesium iron calcium magnesium flavonoids which are great for your brain great for your cognition um amazing for your heart because it's pumping it's cleansing and purifying the capillaries around your heart Basically, any chocolate that you buy in the shop, the store, whatever, um, is usually missing about 99% of the active ingredients that are in ceremonial-grade raw cacao. Like a really good chocolate that you'll get in the supermarket, um, like a green and black, so I don't know what the equivalent of that is in, in the US. Like, a, you know, a good quality. Yeah, it's still missing eight. Still missing, still missing eighty percent of the, the the natural ingredients or goodness um, that's in that's in cacao. It's not it's not classed as a superfood. You also have, um, you know, like coffee. You've got your artisan coffee. You've got your really rubbish coffee. Same with cacao. You've got your ceremonial grade, and then it just kind of goes down from there. 
Um, the Criollo is quintessentially the ceremonial grade cacao tree, mm. which most ceremonial grade cacaos come from that strain, that variety of tree. Um, and yeah, you, you drink it, you drink it every day. It, that's the great thing about it as a plant medicine. It's a plant medicine that you can use every day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Keith, actually, when I look back, Keith is the inspiration for what everything that I'm doing and the inspiration for, he said to me that cacao is going to take over from coffee within 20 years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're at the halfway point last year. Yeah. And lots of people now know about cacao. Yeah. Yeah, if I put a if I'd put a ceremony on 10 years ago, I might I said this I had a ceremony the other day there was 100 people there, yeah? Mm-hmm. 100 people. I said if I would have put this ceremony on 8 years ago, four of you would have turned up maximum. And everyone's like, yeah, that that's it. That's you know, so we're we're at this stage now where more people want what comes from the ceremony, but they also want the benefits that come from the cacao, which mm-hmm. is you know, this it's a natural mood enhancer. It's a natural antidepressant. It's really good for your gut. It's full of fiber. It's full of protein. So for vegans, it's amazing. You're getting that protein hit. Yeah, it's amazing for muscle recovery. It's amazing for weight loss and weight gain. And people go, what? How can it be good for both? Well, if you want to put weight on, keep eating what you're eating and add cacao to that. If you want to lose weight, have a cacao. It suppresses your appetite. You're still getting a lot of really good nutrients within your body and you're kind of having these fast periods which is being facilitated by the cacao um what cacao is so like i i always feel a little bit uncomfortable talking about this because i have a penis but it's amazing for women's problems so i have a message at least once a day of a woman telling me how it's really you know relieved a lot of symptoms from for for periods the lead up to periods menopausal symptoms perimeno because of the magnesium and the iron content it's amazing for that that period when women are losing blood yeah which mm-hmm. is which a lot of my female friends say actually it's also amazing for my for men as well because I'm actually a nicer person during that time. So it, it's good for men and women, you know, and uh, and for a man, it, you know, is to be able to hold space for the woman when when that's going. If there's, if there's you know, irrational behavior, it's like, well, the reason is that, you know, sometimes me and my partner, she'll, well, something will happen and then she'll come back and she went, oh, I've just realized that I'm on my period and it, today's mm-hmm. the first day and that's why that thing, I was like, okay, that's cool. And the cacao just, it just softens the edges of everything, yeah? Just really softens the edges, makes everything a little bit more manageable and just gives you this little hit, you know? It's like happiness in a cup. My analogy is that coffee is a cup of anxiety, right? fear and depression and yeah. kind of puts you in this jittery jittery state, yeah? This fight in yoga, we say this fight and flight response, yeah? It's, we're on edge, which is what you need to be in the 3D uh, kind of, intense capitalist money dominated world of suppression you kind of need to be alert all the time so i say it's like uh it's like swimming on a sea of razor blades drinking coffee yeah whereas cacao is like a cup of love abundance and joy where you're floating on a cloud and the cloud's also giving you a cuddle at the same time it's so (laughs) true yeah it's that's beautiful 
So for anyone that is interested, there was probably someone, and I always encourage people, I have mostly female listeners um, on the show to, you know, find, this is the thing, right? It's like, there's, there are social things happening in the world, right? Something that I started doing and I also do as I lead, I host a monthly women's circle, a full moon circle. And when I, when I, you know, change my relationship to alcohol and I didn't have to lose my social connection. In fact, all I was doing was gaining more. There was no deprivation. I was going deeper. Right. And then I've added, I do add cacao sometimes to some of my ceremonies as well, because there's this beautiful, because you're getting more oxygen to the blood, the, your, your, the blood is you're, you're oxygenating your, your Mm. blood more. You get this beautiful heart coherence where the heart just expands. And when you're sitting in circle and in ceremony with others, there's just this beautiful expansion, this opportunity to share and feel safe and be uh, receptive and feel seen. And where you're kind of just seeing your reflection in the other in this, in this Mm. way, like you said, it kind of softens the edges where the judgment really just Mm kind of almost like falls by the wayside, right? We really get to see each other. And um, yeah, yeah, there's like this, there's, and with Keats cacao, there's like this giddiness to it. It's, you know, there's Mm. like really, it's like effervescent and light and very joyful and very innocent. And um, Mm -hmm. that's what the experience I've had with his cacao. Um, Yeah. Because we, well, what we do with our cacao is when it comes over, we, do a ceremony with it we clear it we cleanse it we purify it and then we bless it with the christ conscious energy the highest vibrational energy but also with this full power thing because my whole thing since i started teaching yoga was to empower women yeah. um you know being from a when mom you know a mum who was in a battered wives institute and stuff and never being around a powerful feminine when i was growing up and also never being around like uh, a positive male role model as well so it was like i'm you know people see me and they go it's it's masculine but it's not it's just powerful and that mm. can be feminine or masculine yeah. you know the cali the cali energy is like it's a feminine energy that'll just chop your head off man it's like these are my boundaries you know don't cross me i'm going to be loving and beautiful but once you cross me that like you know that's not acceptable and it's to know that as a woman you you're allowed to go no mm-hmm. that's no you know and uh, and the full powerness is to put that full power energy into everybody that drinks our thing wow. because we're lacing it <laughs> with mm-hmm. that vibration yeah I that's what that. we do i'm pushing that in because i want everybody to be the most powerful version of themselves and power is within everybody. It's not like I'm giving you it. I'm just shining a light on what's already there. Yeah, I love that. It's kind of like the fierce mother, fierce motherly love, you know, that's yeah. to take a stance. There's some conviction. There has to be some conviction when it comes to deciding that we want to live, you know, live the life, live our lives for for our purpose but in relationship to our truth. And I think there is conviction and and a deep um, and deep boundaries that has to come through that. So I love that. And that's what's so beautiful about cacao is that there is, Mm. there's these energies, different energies, all of it. Okay. So we're going to segue a little bit because we've been chatting so much into your beautiful event where there will be lots of cacao and lots of this 
same things that we've been talking about. So tell us all about what's happening and when. So the Stone Cold Sober Festival. So Stone Cold Sober, we set up in 2020. And um, like I said before about what inspired it, um, and we do it with my business partner and we put it on last year and it was just so beautiful. Like, you know, this yoga, this breath work, this meditation, this cold water therapy, these um, healing activations, healing workshops. We've got actually quite a lot of your viewers might know Steve Noble, who is like quite a famous uh, meditation teacher. He's pretty big on YouTube. He's got a lot of um, American uh, fans, actually, because every time he does like he talks about my cacao, I get like ding, ding, ding orders from the US it's like ding, 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 ding. I love I'm that. like thank you Steve <laughs> so um yeah he's he's coming this year we've got this amazing amazing musician called Antama who is when you see him sing he is uh he's not just singing he's pushing the energies he's upgrading the energies within the room when he's moving his hands people think he's dancing He's not dancing, he's pushing, he's changing the vibrations, the frequencies, mm. he's bringing in keys and codes, and he's, he's just, he's, he's amazing, like, I, I, it just blew my world apart, well, not apart, just opened my world last year, I was just, like, gobsmacked watching how amazing he was, um, because I do kirtan as well, and mantra, and I get, a, like, people ask me, when do you feel the most connected, and it's when I'm singing mantra to a group um because sometimes i or when i'm playing my gong sometimes i feel like i've disintegrated into it so Mm. the festival is just like a melting pot of all these amazing spiritual practices yogic practices and we've got a 12-step tent as well (coughs) obviously it's sober no drink no drugs the the only thing available is cacao, ginger shots, smoothies, fruit, you know, vegan food is really important for me as well. Um, and just it's just a, a five day event of, of con- cosmic consciousness to give people inspiration to what is possible on the planet. Um, and I've had quite, you know, I, I get a lot of messages about how quite a few people turned up at the festival last year. And they said it was their last resort. It was like, this is my, if this, something doesn't come from this, I'm going to kill myself. And uh, I'm sure all your listeners will be happy to know everybody who came with that in their head are now alive um, and are now loving life. And I met a lot of friends at the festival because the people who come solo, we put them in like a solo tent with the other people that are solo. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like a, like a dormitory um so everybody ends up in the tent that's supposed to end up in everybody vibes off each other um people who came to the ceremony to the festival last year some of them now work for me which is amazing um and yeah they just become part of become part of the community come to more of the events like we do a big a big event for um new year's eve as well so yeah the festival is the ninth the 15th to the 19th no i always get this wrong it's on the summer solstice which is the 21st of june the festival starts on the 16th of june um and it finishes on the 22nd of june so it's um people can arrive on the friday there's like a couple of things going on and then it's like full schedule saturday sunday monday tuesday wednesday is like where we get up super early do a big 
shamanic ceremony for the solstice and we, we do a lot of drumming a lot of activations and um, we do 101 sun salutations but not everybody does that and then we all get in the cold water together and it's just incredible so like this year we've we, we extended that day because that was like the finale last year and it's going to be the finale again but we decided we're just going to have some softer practices mm. and events on after the solstice because people are a little bit tired then we've scheduled in four hours of rest and then there's a couple of other lighter things going on in the evening so it's kind of like a a nice mallow sort of end to the festival sounds so beautiful where is it located for our listeners it's in sowerbury worth which is in hertfordshire um, which is near essex it's just a stone's throw from london it's like 30 minutes on a train from London. Okay. Yeah. So we we actually had uh, a few people from the US come in last year. I know there's a couple coming already um, that are booked on. One of my graduates is from California, actually. And she's, um, yeah, she's called Martine. So she lives in California and she came and did the full power cacao training last year. Um, and she's coming to the festival with her, with her husband this year, which is awesome. Amazing. Yeah. So. If you are close by and you can make it, and I would say it's very affordable for people for that for as much as as you guys are packing in. Um, and there's some tent. I think there's tents available too. Are there still? Yeah, people can. Yeah, there's glamping tents available. People yeah. can bring their own tent. Uh, some people get Airbnbs or hotels close by. <coughs> but yeah. It's, yeah, uh, and so a- if you've never been to a festival or a retreat environment where you're really steeped in a really intentional, right? An intentional conscious community where you're kind of getting taken out of the day-to-day to-do lists and the rigmarole of what we, all the shoulds and shouldn'ts. It is such a highly transformative experience. And I can't speak specifically to Stone Cold Silver, but the yeah. things that you're doing there, I've you know engaged in in many areas. So I can imagine that mm-hmm. this culmination of energy especially with the emphasis around consciousness being fully embodied fully awake and you know you don't there's it is a completely sober event but you don't have to be a sober person to attend you could come with curiosity correct yeah 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 you don't have to you know as long as you don't as long as you okay. don't bring alcohol or substances right. into the festival because if you do i'll be dragging you out by your hair because it says it on the tin, stone, cold, sober. Right, You know, right. and so, yeah, like, you know, when you were talking, then it was just, it triggered the fact that what I've not said is that we have a lot of DJs, you know, we still love dance music. We still love dancing. And that's one of the practices within the within yeah. the festival that we see as super important. We do this deep, really connected, um, traditional spiritual work, but then we'll go and, party to a drum and bass rave we'll go and party yeah but without without the need for drugs and alcohol and actually if you come as a drinker or someone who's not sober specifically coming and seeing what happens at the festival really bends your mind in terms of going well i don't need to drink i don't have to drink to have a good time you know and it's like we're facilitating that empowerment within people as well, which is what, you know, what you do with your ecstatic dances and and playing music. It 
it shows people that there's another way. Like for me, going to India showed me that there's another way to millions of different things. Totally. Yeah. It's amazing. And that's, you know, where, yeah, they, everyone listening, if they're, if they've been listening, they know about all of my dance journeys. And um, I mean, my heart was cracked open on the floor of an ecstatic dance and I really came home to myself and we, can't fully come home to ourselves if we're, you know, imbibing and dissociating and leaving our consciousness, right? Yeah. In that way, if it's not intentional. So this festival is amazing. I know it's going to be such a great year. I know you're going to have such amazing success because this is what the world needs. The practices that are going to be integrated into the mainstream that help us come home and find define for ourselves what we want our spiritual connection to be so that we also know that there's alternatives to being social, right? Where they're just, it, it, it's kind of looked not like as much fun, right? Especially in our Western world. And and so I think that that, that mind bending experience of like, there's these other ways to connect in a more meaningful way. And mm. my, and I, I feel this resonance with you where it's like, it's so important for me to create the opportunities for people to experience mm. it. And obviously you're a facilitator. That's what you do. And when you yeah. have that passion and, and it comes with ease to you. And it, that's kind of my, been my journey too, is like, I'm a natural facilitator and I love it. It's just so important for me to make sure that there's opportunities for people to experience something new, even with mm. the podcast, right? Like this is an opportunity to and if I'm not fully authentic in it, then I'm doing a disservice to yeah. the listeners. Like I'm not going to water it down, right? Mm. Because yeah. they might not know it by mind, but they'll know it by heart when they hear it or when they experience it. Um, or they've been curious about, they've heard about cacao, but they don't know. And if we don't create the opportunities... And they can't have it. So your work is so amazing. It's so important. It's so necessary. And I know someday we'll meet in the 3D um, and hope to collaborate together. But um, Liam, it's been such a pleasure to talk to you. And um, can you just tell us the best place to connect with Stone Cold Sober and then in your work so we can order cacao, dance, yeah. dance with you and read your book? <laughs> yeah, baby. Um, so Stone Cold Sober, the website is stonecoldsobervents.com. On Instagram, it's stonecold underscore sober, um, which is we've got loads of cool stuff and you can see all the facilitators on there. Uh, full Power Cacao is fullpowercacao.com. Uh, we're Full Power Cacao on Instagram, Facebook, on everything. If your viewers want, your listeners, viewers, whatever they are, um want 20 percent off their first order if they just put in full power 2012 that'll get them 20 percent off their first order we deliver to the us we deliver all over the world um and my book dealer to healer is available on amazon and it will print in the us and deliver it to you so um you don't have to worry about the air miles <laughs> You have been a busy man. I'm impressed. And congratulations on all of your success and your sobriety and just inspiring people from around the world. So we'll make sure all of that's in the show notes so people can get their cacao and, you know, and try it out. And I think it's, it's amazing. And I encourage people to go find a cacao ceremony close by if they're curious, because it's, it's safe. It's, yeah. beautiful, it's beautiful. And it's a, such a, an amazing way to, to connect to self and to other. 
Yeah, and you'll be hearing more about uh, Full Power Cacao and Storm Cold Sober because there's some absolutely incredibly massive things bubbling at the moment that we're not allowed to tell anybody, but uh, a lot of magic happening, which is uh, very exciting, very exciting. It's so exciting. I'm so excited for you. And thank you, everyone, for listening. And Liam, thank you so much. Have an amazing day and good luck with everything that's coming. Lots of love. Okay, ladies, so the fun does not have to end here. This is actually where it begins. It is time for you to take the next best step to start applying these tools and these principles into your life. And I have made it extremely seamless and super easy for you to get the support that you need in a one-on-one personalized setting so that I can really see specifically where you're at and that together we can create a personalized three-step strategy process that's in alignment with your intentions, your values, your lifestyle and it gives you that one-on-one face time and space that you need to transform, to be seen, to be heard, and to be validated. So all you have to do is follow the link in the show notes or go to my website, marywagstaffcoach.com to pick your best time and date for your free one-on-one alignment session with me. I cannot wait to meet you and I'll see you soon.